Greenville Health System's mission is to heal compassionately, teach innovatively, improve constantly. And in that spirit, we present this special podcast series, Inside Health, brought to you by Greenville Health System. Here's Melanie Cole. Heart failure is a condition in which the heart can't pump enough blood to meet the body's needs. The term heart failure doesn't mean that your heart has stopped or is about to stop working. However, heart failure is a serious condition that requires medical care. My guest today is Dr. Jason Gouchard. He's a cardiologist with Greenville Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gouchard. So please explain for the listeners what congestive heart failure is and what the difference they hear heart failure, they think heart attack. So explain the difference a little. Yes, thank you very much, Melanie. Uh, so heart failure, as you um, have uh, uh, very accurately described already, is when the heart is unable to keep up with the body's demands uh, due to heart pump dysfunction. Uh, so your heart is a muscle, and just like any other muscle in your body, um, it contracts or squeezes, um, but it also relax, uh, relaxes, uh, and your heart is, uh, um, is the same. So you can have an issue with the contraction of your heart or the squeezing function of your heart, or you can have an issue with the relaxing portion of your heart. Um, and either issue with those uh, components of um, your heart can cause a heart failure. And heart failure itself is a constellation of symptoms um, that we diagnose clinically. Um, some of those common symptoms are tiredness or fatigue, uh, being short-winded with activity, uh, leg or abdominal swelling or bloating, um, unable to lay flat without uh, getting short of breath. These are some of the common symptoms that we uh, encounter uh, when we think about heart failure and sometimes the initial symptoms that patients have you know, when we see them in clinic or in the hospital. Um, any sort of clinical diagnosis, if you have those symptoms, they have to be confirmed. Uh, it requires a, com- a confirmation testing uh, to give the diagnosis of heart failure. One of the most important, uh, most common uh, confirmatory testing is an uh, echocardiogram or a transthoracic echocardiogram, and that actually measures if your heart is squeezing uh, enough or if it's relaxing well enough. Um, sometimes it requires a right heart catheterization, which measures the pressures in your heart and lungs. Sometimes we do that with or without exercise, and those confirm the diagnosis of heart failure. Now, heart failure is a, a muscle issue, like I said, with either squeezing or relaxing, whereas heart attack um, actually is a blockage in one of the arteries that causes the muscle to die. What are some of the causes of heart failure? Heart failure itself uh, can actually affect the two ventricles of the heart. You know, we have two ventricles, the left side, which pumps blood to the body, and then the right side, which pumps blood to the uh, lungs. And you can have an issue with either side of uh, the heart, um, and that can cause heart failure. Now, on the left side, there's two types of heart failure. Uh, One, like we talked about, with squeezing, which is a heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. The other one is with relaxing, which is a heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. And uh, the heart failure with reduced ejection fraction can be caused due to blockages, as we've talked about already with heart attacks. But also it can be due to not having blockages, um, and there be something uh, intrinsically wrong with the muscle of your heart, either something you were born with, or something you inherited from your parents, or it could be something you were exposed to either as a child or as an adult, such as substances um, like uh, alcohol or uh, some chemotherapies as well. Um, these are things that, uh, uh, that we all look out for. Um, lifestyle also plays a role, as you might imagine. You know, smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, these all are components of um, uh, left-sided heart failure. Now, on the right side, there can be Right-sided cardiomyopathies, that can be very rare, um, but very important to diagnose. And in addition, the most common cause of right-sided heart failure is pulmonary hypertension. And pulmonary hypertension can be caused 
uh, by a number of things. We group them into classifications. Uh, the first one is uh, pulmonary arterial hypertension, uh, which can be due, again, to something that uh, uh, you were born with or inherited from your, uh, you know, from your mother or your dad. Also, something to do with uh, connective tissue diseases. Um, another cause is left-sided heart failure. So one of the most common causes of right-sided heart failure is left-sided heart failure. Um, the next one would be uh, due to lung disease. Um, any sort of lung disease that causes a lack of or a low oxygen level in your blood can cause right-sided heart failure. Um, and there's a number of things that we work up whenever you do have pulmonary hypertension. So that's kind of a long explanation of what heart failure is and, and uh, where um, the issues are within the heart and what causes it, but hopefully that can kind of clear up some things for, uh, for your listeners. So who is at risk for heart failure? So heart failure, um, like I said, it is uh, a lot of times a lifestyle disease. So diet, you know, lack of exercise, smoking, um, high blood pressure, these can all cause heart failure. Um, they can be due to either blockages or not necessarily uh, due to blockages. It just, uh, all of those kind of lifestyle changes um, can cause a, a you know, um, play a role and tax the heart. Um, but there's also a very large component of this, which is actually genetic. Either genetic that happens spontaneously, um, not really due to anything that you did, or genetic um, being something that you inherited. So if your uh, mother or father had heart failure or if their grandparents or if you have um, first other first-degree relatives that have heart failure, you may inherit either that predisposition or that genetic abnormality that may cause you to have heart failure as well. Um, so those are kind of the, the main, uh, the two main categories of, uh, of uh, causes of heart failure. So if somebody has some of the symptoms that you described, fatigue and swelling and some of these others, and they do diagnose it via echo or however you're going to diagnose it, what is the first line of defense? Are you looking to heart failure? Are you, are you looking to try and regulate what's going on and liquid building up in the system? And what, What's your first line of defense, doctor? Yes, that's an excellent question. So the first line of defense that we have uh, to treat heart failure is medications. Um, uh, we've been very lucky in the heart failure community that we have a, a number of medications uh, to help people feel better, um, improve their heart function, and improve their longevity uh, or improve their survival. Uh, some of these medications, as you um, suggested already, are called diuretics, medicines that allow you to uh, lose fluid um, through the uh, urinary tract by increasing your urine output. Um, this uh, reduces the swelling and reduces the, uh, the fluid symptoms that are inside of your body. Now, these medicines, uh, although they make you feel much better, um, they don't necessarily improve your longevity or improve the the pumping or relaxing function of your heart. So we have other classes of medications that, uh, that do that. And the three main classes of medications are beta blockers, um, ACE inhibitors, um, or ARBs, and uh, mineralocoid receptor antagonists. Those three classes of medications, we attempt to get every patient on at least a little bit of all those classes and then really try to increase the dosage of those medications. And those three classes of medications have all been shown to be very powerful in improving your heart function and improving the uh, um, survival rate of patients with heart failure. So medications are always a, a first line of defense. Now, sometimes medications are not enough, um, and we do have uh, devices that have been shown to improve uh, not only symptoms but longevity as well. Um, and a couple of these uh, devices, one of them is called uh, cardiac resynchronization therapy, or CRT. There are a special class of heart failure patients 
um, based on their electrocardiogram that may benefit from this therapy. Um, and uh, it is a, a good therapy and has been shown to improve survival in this particular set of heart failure patients. There's also other devices that we do uh, and implant in patients' lungs and their lung arteries that actually continuously measure the pressures in your body and allow us to uh, very accurately regulate uh, the fluid pressures uh, in your body in order to improve symptoms and keep you out of the hospital. Um, and then, as everyone might imagine, keeping you out of the hospital, um, you know, improves, uh, you know, your longevity and also improves your quality of life. So in addition to medications, we do have um, devices that can also uh, aid um, in the treatment of heart failure. So depending on what their treatments may be, doctor, are there certain other kinds of lifestyle, even nutrition, to make sure they're getting enough potassium and that they're getting enough of these nutrients to keep up with maybe they're on a diuretic or whatever? So what do you tell them about lifestyle management and living with congestive heart failure, which now can be looked at as a chronic disease, yes? Yes, no, absolutely. There's a lot that patients can do. You know, there's a always um, kind of a partnership with heart failure. Uh, there's, a, you know, um, things that as a physician I'm obliged to do and offer patients and kind of do my part. And then you're absolutely correct. There's a, um, another side where the, the patients um, can do their part uh, to improve their heart failure symptoms and longevity. And some of the uh, biggest issues with those, if you have heart disease or blockages in your, in your arteries, improving your diet um, is incredibly important. Um, you know, the Western diet, you know, is full of um, kind of bad things that we, that we eat and cause uh, um, high blood pressure and high cholesterol and, and blockages. Uh, so, you know, one of the, the main diets out there, the Mediterranean diet is a good one. Um, and uh, another very good diet is the whole food plant-based diet, which has been championed here recently um, and uh, actually has some data that shows that it may even reverse heart disease completely, which is, uh, which is truly amazing. But one of the cornerstone treatments that patients can do for themselves uh, with regards to heart failure is what we call fluid and salt restriction. So keeping that salt, uh, daily salt intake to uh, two grams per day or less uh, will really lessen uh, the fluid overload symptoms in their body. Um, and then again, reducing the amount of fluid uh, that you take on a daily basis, um, as you might imagine, would reduce the fluid that gets accumulated in your body. And a lot of these recommendations are made for people who have fairly advanced heart failure uh, but even in even in the lesser degrees of heart failure, this can be shown. This has been shown to be uh, helpful and improve uh, the symptoms of heart failure. So wrap it up for us. This was such an excellent segment with such good information. What do you want patients to know? If them or a loved one is suffering from congestive heart failure and they are living with this condition, what would you like them to know about it? And also speak about what heart failure services. Greenville Health System offers? Yes, there's a, a lot of opportunity um, for heart failure patients out there. You know, heart failure is a very a prevalent disease, um, and there's been a lot of advances here in the, in the, recent, uh, in the, in the recent past uh, that can improve the quality of life and survival for heart failure patients. One thing that I would uh, suggest would be to see a heart failure specialist uh, within cardiology. You know, we are highly specialized, but even within that specialization, there are specialty-trained heart failure cardiologists, um, which uh, myself, um, I have been trained specialty in that area. And we kind of know the ins and outs um, and kind of the tricks of the trade, if you will, 
of managing heart failure, especially as your heart failure progresses. Um, so I would recommend um, seeing a cardiologist um, or, in particular, a heart failure cardiologist that knows the medications and the devices available to keep people feeling uh, better and living longer. Um, at GHS, um, you know, we have the uh, Advanced Heart Failure, Pulmonary Hypertension, and Mechanical Circulatory Support Program, and uh, you know, we offer um, a, a whole spectrum um, of uh, services available to the heart failure population um, in the Greenville County. Uh, we specialize in optimal medical therapy, including the cardiac resynchronization therapy uh, to help people uh, live better and live longer. Um, we also do the CardioMIMS implantation to measure the fluid and pressures in your heart uh, to make sure that we keep your uh, volume status um, optimum. We also have advanced devices in the hospital for when uh, advanced heart failure patients come in and need a little extra support, um, including mechanical devices like uh, intraatric balloon pump and impella um, and other sorts of devices that can bridge people um, as they get really sick in the hospital. And then hopefully coming soon, uh, left ventricular assist devices, which is a, a mechanical pump that gets implanted uh, to kind of take the place, if you will, of your left ventricle, um, you know, as it really begins to fail and allows patients to live um, a little bit longer and a little bit better, even with this most uh, severe stage of uh, heart failure. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Inside Health with Greenville Health System. And for more information, you can go to ghs.org. That's ghs.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.